Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. All right, get ready for an amazing time. If you're standing, you may be seated. I'm going to teach for a few minutes and then we will and then we'll move on so it's still the month of believers authority and today i'm teaching on handling spiritual attacks handling spiritual attacks i want to say this i i heard a man of god say this years ago and it's so true he said just an observation he said it is nearly impossible to find an African family that does not have at least a distant relative who is into the occult. It is difficult, almost impossible, to find at least, you know, to find an African family that does not have at least a distant relative or at least someone within your sphere of influence who is into the occult. So there is open wickedness in many families open wickedness in many families you know just months ago a lady told me that her uncle killed her dad with charms it, it, it's listen it's not a secret everybody in the family knows that this is the person who killed their dad and guess what he inherited the man's wealth at the expense of his children and nobody can say anything about it so, I mean, that's the kind of world we live in. And maybe you're in diaspora. See, some people have the notion that these things, the devil only lives in Africa. You are mistaken. You are mistaken. All right? And as we go on in this series, you will see what I'm talking about. So, I said all of that to say this. You need this teaching so much. This is such an important teaching. You have to learn about this. You have to learn about this. See, we have accommodated wickedness in many African families. We have learned to cope with it. It has become a part of... Even Christian families have learned to cope with it. We've learned to hide our blessings, for instance. To hide our blessings. Don't tell anyone you have a job. Don't tell anyone you got your visa. Call everybody when you have already traveled. Don't tell anyone you're pregnant. Don't, and I'm not encouraging unnecessary show-off. And I'm not encouraging, you know, there are some people that don't need some details. But this fearful approach to living where you are, you are literally walking on eggshells because you feel that someone is more powerful than you and can take away even the blessings that the Lord gave you. This is, this is the way a lot of Christian families in Africa have lived. I remember the day my oldest brother was taking me to school. And as we were in school, one child asked, Ah, oh, your older brother, how old is he? Innocent me. <laughs> I went to say the age. You know, and the young man kept it in his mind 
from that resumption time at school to till closing time. And when I got home, he was the one who opened the gate for me. And first thing he said is, why did you tell them my age? And I'm, I, I looked puzzled. This was, this was my induction into the African way of things. So I learned by experience that people are very protective of their age. He punished me that day. And I was forgiving him. You know? But I, I was just wondering, what is it about age? Or maybe this has happened also in your family where your dad walks in, he sees you sleeping, and your leg is against the wall. And he screams at you. Put your legs down. You know, I, I always try to make sense of it. You know why? Some say because um, putting your leg on the wall makes you a channel for demoniacal forces. All, all, all these kind of things. And if you've lived in Africa, you, uh, in fact, especially the Christian, traditional Christian home, you know some of these things. And maybe you can think of some examples that I can't think of. But the, the thing is, it is such a stronghold in people's minds, whereby, I mean, by the time you're a teenager, this idea is already ingrained. They're already ingrained into your consciousness, such that you're, you're ever learning, but never able to come to the point of truth. Now, by the time you begin to learn about authority in Christ, it's difficult for you to accept. It's difficult. It's difficult because all your life, oppression has become a part of culture. Oppression has become a part of culture. People cope with it. People just let that relative that is in the occult, everybody just lets him be. You know how it is? There is that relative that will visit your house and if he gives you anything, you are not permitted to take it. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you take it, you'll be in trouble. You see these ideas portrayed even in the movies. In the movies, even when the pastor wins that battle against the herbalist, it is not without taking some heavy blows. The herbalist would have done some incantations. It is, the pastor is almost dying. Then he would just quote Psalm, Psalm 93, Psalm 91. Just at the point of death then the herbalist would now take a beating and go. These are the kind of ideas that we have. And it has become a stronghold. So you see, the first battle we must tackle this month, all right, it's not the enemy. It's not a battle against the enemy. It is these wrong ideas that, that have rendered you so powerless. These wrong ideas, we have to deal with them. We have to deal with them. This mentality of defeat that stands erect in your mind. That no matter what the pastor says and teaches you from the word of God, you know, when you see someone who has charms, your reflex is let's just let him be. Let's just respect him. We have to deal with that. Turn your Bibles, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It says, 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Hallelujah. I wish I could dwell on this. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know, when people read this, they think he's talking about fighting the devil. But that's not what he's talking about. Pay attention to what he says. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What are these strongholds? Are these strongholds witches in the village and those terrible dreams that you've encountered in the night? No. It says casting down imaginations. So the strongholds are imaginations. The battle is in your mind. Imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Listen, so those, that mentality that the movies have created in your mind, such that even though we tell you and teach you about your authority in Christ, I mean, you still have a mindset that contradicts the truth of God's word. That's the stronghold we are talking about. That makes, you, makes it so difficult for you to embrace what the word of God has clearly said. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Today we need to cast down imaginations. Cast them down. You need to embrace who you are in the Lord. It says bringing into captivity every thought. Many people are trying to bring the devil captive, bring demons captive. But the first person and the first thing you need to take captive of is that thought that sits in your mind and stays erect against the word of God. That's where the real war is. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Think about how many Christian families. Think about how powerful the word of God says we are. Why are Christian families attacked every now and then? Do you know how many people who have lost relatives to satanic attacks? How long is this going to continue? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So you allowed someone cast a spell on your relative and now he must carry a sickness all his life? No! Listen, this is an enough is enough moment for you. And you must start with that mentality that makes you think it's okay. This mentality of defeat he said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know, when many pastors want to talk about knowledge and how, you know, devastating it is for you to be ignorant, they usually talk about how they go to hotels and they, they didn't know that the morning breakfast is complimentary. And so they go about hungry. I'm sincerely in my mind. <laughs> I'm a little critical when I hear stories like that. I'm just like, come on, who doesn't know that? Or why wouldn't you at least ask? Or if you're traveling in a plane or in a ship and the food is complimentary and you don't know, you know. So I'm critical, you know. But something like that happened to me. Last year, 
I received a car gift. Very beautiful car. You know, and just the meticulous side of me, actually, it was someone who suggested that, oh, this car already looks nice, but it would be nice if you just spray it one more time and bake it. It will come alive. You know, and so I sent it for baking. And when the painter was done, you know, my friend who was meant to bring it for me couldn't bring it. So the painter said, offered to bring it. So he entered the car and was driving. Long story short, he had an accident. So this was before I ever really got to drive the car. All right. <laughs> so, so as the car was freshly baked, he had an accident. He, the car didn't tumble or anything. He climbed the Corvette, broke the gearbox and all of that. And I remember thinking to myself, the car had full insurance. And so for accidents like that, the insurance company would have easily taken care of the cost. But this was the issue. We had paid for the full insurance, but the company somehow had not yet given us the papers to sign. So I thought, oh boy, like if, if they had given us the papers to sign, this would have been easy. It was until the next week, you know, that the insurance company gave us the papers after the accident had already happened. And I was just like, oh my God, how I wish. Long story short, we had to change the gearbox and the gearbox that was put in it did not work. So we had to change it again. We changed it three times. And then at the third time, I was talking to someone who knew about cars. And he said, oh no. He says, whether or not you have received your documents, the insurance begins to count the moment you have paid for it. And I did like, at this time I had already sold the car out of frustration. And he says, the insurance covered that car. So all the time I was spending money to change gearbox, insurance covered it. But guess what? A lot of money was spent because I did not know. Listen, I learned the hard way. The importance of knowledge. You know, it's an African thing. When you're downloading an app, you see terms and conditions, those long things. You, we all just click, I agree. I agree. You, you always agree. Always. You just scroll down. I agree. You always agree. But you must not do the same thing when it comes to spiritual things. You must not. You must not. Hallelujah. You know what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 24 verse 5? Proverbs chapter 24 verse 5. It says, a wise man is strong. A man of knowledge increases strength. Hallelujah. Listen, this is what that, this sermon is about to do for you. As you're hearing the word of God, strength is infused into your spirit. Strength is infused into your soul. Strength is infused into your spirit. You, the Bible says the righteous is as bold as a lion. Hallelujah. This is the time to let go of every form of timidity. And to rise up and to take authority over your life, over your destiny, over your family. Hallelujah. Embrace who the word of God says you are. In the sermon on Wednesday, I taught you who the Word of God says you are. And I just want to touch two verses on that. You know, we'll touch two verses and we'll move on because I've dwelt on that already. You can watch it again. And I told you to watch it three times. All right. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. 
Ephesians 1 22. You opened the eyes of my heart, Lord. You've opened the eyes of my heart. Now I can see you. Yes, I can see you. You've opened the eyes of my heart, Lord. You've opened the eyes of my heart. Now I can see you. Yes, I can see you. I see you high and lifted up. <laughs> Shining in the light of your glory. You poured out your power and love. And I sing holy, holy, holy. I see you high and lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory. You poured out your power and love. And I sing holy, holy, holy. Now I can see you. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I can see you. Now I can see you. Yes, I can see you. It's time to discern your power in Christ. To see him high and lifted up. See him exalted. See the exceeding greatness of his power. Oswald who believe. See him risen. See him seated. My eyes see Jesus high and lifted up. My eyes see Jesus seated on the throne. I have revelation of the reason one. I have revelation of the reason one. I see my place in his work. <laughs> and what he did he says that I did. He died and rose. And so did I. I am who he says. I am who he says. I am. Glory to his name. Balatakri kabahagdas. Zafane mahaya laboto krikesas. Librunzon frikta kabahagdas. Librunzon frikta kibahagdas. Zuteki Bahakis, Limbron Sofreki Bahakis, Zateki Betekibi, Abalato Gobrektis, Juterebene Mahaya, Lumprita Kabakabaroto Venegia, Azuzuzuzu, Zafana Mate Grigene Mahaya. Hey, I see him seated. <laughs> my debt is paid. <laughs> this is my Sabbath. This is my rest. And by his blood, I have forgiveness. Oh, I am who he says I am. I am who he says I am. I am who he says. I am who he says I am. I am who he says. 
for you. He says that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. To know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance of, of, in, in the saints, the exceeding riches of his grace. He says, according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers and might and every name that is named, principalities, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. He's praying that you would see the risen Christ and the power accrued to him because of his work. He called it exceeding great power. And he said that power is us what who believe. According to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Listen, Jesus is glorified. Act like it, talk like it, walk like it. Jesus is glorified. And verse 22 says, He had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all things. Oh, glory to God. He has put all things under his feet. A lot of people know that. They know that Christ has all power. All power in heaven and earth have been given unto me, he said. He has put all things under his feet. They know that. But the Bible says, he gave him to be head over all things to the church. Meaning now, the glory of the risen Christ is the benefit of the church. Hallelujah. He is head over all things to the church. His power is for your benefit. Take advantage of that power. Take advantage of that authority. Refuse to remain in sickness. Refuse to have the devil attack your career. Refuse that attack of the enemy. Refuse it. And you refuse it first and foremost by seeing his place. And seeing your place in his place. See your place in his work. And what he did. He says that I did. I am who he says I am. I see my place in his work. And what he did, he says that I did. He died and rose. And so did I. I am who he says I am. I'm stirring up something from your inside. There has to be a stir. There has to be a stir. A stir. An awakening. An awareness. This is who you are in Christ. You are not empty. You are not weak. So, Christ fills all things. That's a metaphor to describe his authority. He fills all things. He has power over all things. And the Bible says you are the fullness of him that fills all in all. Meaning you have become the expression, the evidence of his authority. On the earth, it is the church that will demonstrate the authority of the risen Christ to the world. If they want to see that Christ is risen, they look at us. We are the expression of the risen Christ. Every power that he has is for exploitation. Listen, if we learn about this, we're going to make the devil mad. <laughs> learn about this. Put the devil on the run. Some of you, 
have been on the run, it's time to put the devil on the run. And you will do that first and foremost by seeing your place in his work. Seeing that you are seated together with him. You are seated with him in heavenly places, far above all principalities, all powers, all might, all dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. Every cult is beneath you. Every charm is beneath you. Every spell is beneath you. It cannot work against you. It cannot. This is who you are. You see, the success of every football game is predicated on two things. Attack and defense. And as we talk about handling spiritual attacks... I just want to talk about how defended you are in Christ and how much power you have to be on the offensive. So I'm going to talk about that and then we pray and then we wrap this to a close. When I'm done, I'll make some declarations and drastic changes are going to happen. And get ready for Wednesday. We're going to come here fasting. All right, prepare for Wednesday service fasting because things are going to change. So, Let's talk about defense first and foremost. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. It says, Jesus speaking, oh glory to God. Glory to God. Remember, the stronghold is out of the way. Your perspective of power is not based on what you watched in those movies. It's based off on what the word of God says. Luke 10 19. He says, behold... I like the fact that he says, behold, meaning it's something to pay attention to. It's something to see. It's something to discern. Behold, I give you authority. KJV says power, but actually the Greek word exosia actually means authority. Authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Now, serpents and scorpions is not literal. It's a metaphor. He says, over all the power of the enemy. So, serpents and scorpions are metaphors for power of the enemy. Alright? He says, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. If you engage satanic forces, nothing shall hurt you. If you stand against them to resist them, nothing shall hurt you. If they come against you, they come at you, nothing shall hurt you. I give you power. I give you authority. Authority to trample, to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Over every power of the enemy. Meaning if the enemy throws his best shots, he says all the ability of the enemy, anything he's capable of doing. You know those witches, they use every spell in their book and it doesn't work. He says nothing shall by any means, not by any means, not by dreams, not by visions, not by physical encounters, nothing shall by any means hurt you. If they throw their best shot, it still will not work. That's what the Bible says. He gives you authority. Just the same way, you know, Papa Hagen gave this illustration. If a policeman stands on the road, it doesn't matter how big your vehicle is. If he stretches his hand, you are mandated by the law to stop. It doesn't matter how fast you are speeding. If he stands on the road and does this, you must step on the brakes. Listen, it doesn't matter. The speed 
repeat, the enemy has been using to ravage your family. It is time to take authority and ask the enemy to stop. You're going to command that influence, that, that attack to stop. The Bible says nothing shall by any means hurt you. Listen, this would remain theory until you practice it, until you embrace it, until you put it to work. Hallelujah. So if you see a demon manifesting in a place, remember these words. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. 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 And remember the first time, you know, trying to cast out the demon from someone and the person was acting violent. This was the text that came to my mind. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. It's a consciousness to have. So even if I'm in school and my roommate is a satanist, nothing shall by any means hurt me. Hallelujah. There are some stories I've not told. You see, when I began to catch fire in school, it got to a time some of the confrontations were physical. I mean, one strange fellow walked up to my classroom, the lecturer had no head come, sat beside me and we were talking. Nobody else in the classroom knew what was happening. And he, he said, he told me, these were his words, you know, uh, we want you to stop. <laughs> well, he says, if, if you don't stop, we're going to come for you. And I laughed. <laughs> you know, every other person in the classroom would have thought we were laughing, we we're just talking normal guy talk. But it was serious warfare. And I said, get out, you can't do anything. <laughs> I was reading one book. By the way, I don't even read books like that. You know, and the books was exposing satanic influence. I don't even know why I was reading such a book. You know, but he came. He said, um, we see all that you're doing. You're exposing us. Um, I've been sent to stop you. And I must take this book as I'm going. You should stop reading. Um, take this book as... I said, get out of here. <laughs> Nothing shall by any means... Nothing shall by any means. Long story short, the brother left the school. He had to. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know what David said? David. David, a man under the law. A man under the old covenant. David said, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Some of you are pretending to be broke because of your uncle. You are so afraid of social media because of your relatives. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The same David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. No cause for fear. Nothing to be scared of. He says, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Just the same way as a child, if a bully is coming at you, the moment you see your daddy beside you, you're no longer afraid. And you stand behind him and you do like this. Oh, you know, you're making funny faces. Like do your worst and all of that. When next you remember that or you see satanic attack around you, remember who is with you. David said, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
He said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Meaning, listen, you are going to be so successful in this world and the devil can't do anything about it. Let go of fear. No cause for fear. Let me say it again. You're going to be so successful and the devil will not be able to do anything about it. It doesn't matter what he has said, his counsel about, you know, your generation. You will go ahead. You will, you will get married. You will have as many children as you want. Money will not be a problem. Your health will not be an issue. And the devil will not be able to do anything about it. You know, as I prayed, as I was about to come and preach, the Lord said, he said, everyone who follows you, is destined to live void of attacks. Void of attacks. The Lord gives, you know, messages like that to every apostolic ministry. You see, there is such a thing as an apostolic covering. You live as if there is no devil. Void of attacks. Ministry. You see, there is such a thing as an apostolic covering. You live as if there is no devil. Void of attacks. Thank you, Lord. Death could not hold you down. You are the reason, King. Seated in majesty, <laughs> you are the reason, King. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You have won the victory. Thank you, Jesus. I'm seeing so many things right now. Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. Did you hear that? Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. <laughs> Death could not hold you down. You are the reason, King. You know what? There was a king that hired someone, a prophet named Balaam, to cast a spell on Israel. He hired the prophet. You know, the same way some people take your name somewhere, take your name to some prophet, and they say, help us cast a spell. Told the young man, you know, to raise, raise up seven altars. Seven altars. And guess what? Balaam tried. He tried, but he couldn't. He kept trying and it would not work. And then eventually, I want you to see what he says in Numbers chapter 23. Numbers chapter 23, verse 7 and 8. 
Kalamandara Bakukruze Kepele Kuretegish. Numbers 23, 7 and 8. The Bible says he took up his oracle and said, Balak the king of Moab has brought me from Aram. You see? Oh, thank you, Lord. Balak! I'm saying Barak, the former Chelsea player. The king of Moab, I don't like Chelsea, has brought me from Aram, from the mountains of the east. Come and curse Jacob for me. And come and denounce Israel. He says, how shall I curse whom God has not cursed? <laughs> he said it won't work. How shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? This is a revelation for you. How can you be cursed if God has not cursed you? I cannot bless, I cannot curse whom the Lord has blessed. I am blessed beyond curse. Too blessed to be cursed. Listen, Balaam tried. He set up an altar. He tried, but it did not work. And he said, I cannot curse whom the Lord has blessed. This is the testimony of your life. You are too blessed to be cursed. Hallelujah. The Bible says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I am blessed. I cannot be cursed. 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 In verse 23, Numbers 23, 23, it says, Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob, neither is there any divination against Israel. There is no enchantment against Jacob. Listen, just this is the testimony of your life. You look around your life, no spell, no spell, no prosperous attack. You look around your children, no spell, no prosperous attack. Surely there is no enchantment, no enchantment against me. No enchantment against Celebration Church. No enchantment against our members. No enchantment against the Irans. No enchantment against Jacob. No divination against Israel. We are the Israel of God. No enchantment prospers against us. No divination against Israel. You can't divine against us. If you take our name to any altar, it will not work. If you call forth our, our image in front of any mirror, it will not appear. If we enter any vehicle, whether it is called a one-chance vehicle or not, it will not work. You know why? There is no enchantment against Jacob. No divination against Israel. You can't divine against us. If we like, when we are sleeping, cut our hair. We are not Samson. We are people in Christ. No enchantment. Our own power is inside. You can't cut it off. Our circumcision is internal. You can't undo it. No enchantment against Jacob. No divination against Israel. Take our hair anywhere. Take our cloth anywhere. No need to be afraid anymore that you will give people your cloth and they will take it somewhere. Listen, when Elijah's mantle fell off, it was by accident. He was caught up by the wind and the wind blew it off. 
Even if it was by accident, even if it was not on purpose, that cloth carries the power of God. You have to understand it. If they try to take it to any altar, the harbalist will say, hey, take it away. Take it away. The devil knows. I've told you this story many times. Some young fellows were trying to cast out the demon and they were having issues. One of them remembered that I had given him a suit one year before. One year before. He must have dry cleaned that suit many times. The power was still there. And so he went and brought in the suit. As soon as he entered the room, the demon spoke out. He said, I know what you want to do. You want to touch me with the Manalyrian suit? The demon mentioned my full name. No enchantment against Jacob. No divination against Israel. You know what it says? According to this time, it shall be said of Jacob. This is your testimony. It shall be said of Jacob and of Israel. What had God wrought? Meaning, when they see the product of your life, only the work of God will be responsible for it. Where God has planted seeds in your life, the enemy, the enemy will not sow tears. What God has wrought. You are the beauty of God. The workmanship of God in Christ. Blessed, too blessed to be cursed. It doesn't matter the part of the country you are from. No enchantment against Jacob. No divination against Israel. They can't divine against you. Whether you are conscious of it or not. The ones you know, the ones you don't know. No, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm stirring you up in the spirit. Listen, let these words energize you. Let them stir up, spark up something. No enchantment against you. Call out your name. No enchantment against Emmanuel Iren. No enchantment. Hey, Alapatakaya. No altar will prosper against me. No negative declarations will prosper against me. No enchantment. No delay in my life. No stagnation in my life. No spell in my life. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Our Father, all of heaven roars your name. Sing loud. Let this place erupt in praise. Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching earth. Our Father. All of heaven roars your name. Sing louder. Let this place erupt in praise. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth. Heaven touches earth within you. No enchantment against you. No divination against you. So that's that for defense. What does the Bible talk, say about attack? <laughs> In Mark chapter 16 verse 17, someone says, oh, I know the text. That's your problem. You know so much and you have meditated on so little. Mark 16, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Well, Who's he referring to? Who are those who believe? Do you know any such person? Yeah, I, I believe. Well, what about you? So, is this for pastors alone? No. 
A thousand times no. This is not for pastors alone. It says, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name. In my name. This is the problem. Some of you are looking at your own faithfulness. Looking at your own works. To know if you qualify for authority. And the devil knows you are ignorant. So some demons will even tell you, you have not fasted enough. You can't cast me out. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Greek word translated cast out is ekbalo. It means to banish. Like you banish from a community. You know those Nollywood movies where someone committed an abomination and the whole village will come out. They will tie the person and start and march the person into the evil forest. This is, where, this is where Nollywood movies should play out for you. You will banish from your family. The enemy has been playing too many games in your family. It's time for all of you to gather together and banish him. Ekbalo, kick him out. Kick him out of your household. Cast out devils. These signs shall follow them that believe. Listen, if you don't embrace the word of God, it's not going to work for you. It's so simple. It says, this sign shall follow them that believe. Stop waiting, you know, till they ordain you a pastor. These signs shall follow them that believe. It's simple faith. Do you believe? Yes, I believe. That means I have every right to resist the prosperity of Satan and his influence in my household. I have every right. Guess what the Bible says? It says, resist the devil and he will flee. God knows the devil. God knows his limits. God knows what he can take. And he's telling you that if you resist Satan, he will run away. If you stand against Satan, he will flee. Hallelujah. The devil has plagued your generation so much. Someone has to stop it. Someone has to stop it. Someone started it. Maybe we enter the covenant with the devil. Someone can reverse it. It's high time someone in your generation, all right, embraces the word of God for your generation. Embrace the word of God. Put an end to that attack. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to give him praise right now. Give him praise right now. Give him praise right now. Worship him and thank him. 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 Kalamande reboko soto. Palimande repakasuze kene mataka brutele bakasuzis. La parande repakaya. Can I tell you something? All that I've taught you should stir up some anger. Alright? It's time to rise up and resist. The enemy has been going without a fight for too long. It's time to stand up and resist. You've been embracing everything the doctor has to say. It's time to stand up and resist. It says resist the devil and he will flee. He will flee. Get the devil on the run right now. Get the devil on the run right now. I want to give you a few minutes. Begin to blast in tongues right now. Begin to blast in tongues right now. 
and saying in the name of Jesus, I take authority in my family. I take authority concerning my children. I take authority concerning my health. And in the name of Jesus, every force of darkness that has ravaged my family, I command them to cease in the name of Jesus, according to the word of God that says, this sign shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Right now, I cast out Satan. Satan, get out of my family. Get out of my health. Get out of my business. Get out of my marriage. Get out of my relationship. Get out in the name of Jesus. Begin to declare right now. Begin to declare right now. Begin to declare right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Matariande. Azuzu Zatalabatege Prunde Repa Takuru Tekiva Azatongre Zatoli Beneta Azatonde Rebahaya Baletondo Shonde Rebaka Kakukuze Gelemande Rebaka Susus Oh Sande Rebene Mahaya Keep praying right now Pray in the Holy Ghost 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 Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809 996-7000 Blessings